everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. We are getting into a new series today on abiding in the spirit, which is absolutely essential. There'll be several different shows being released in this next month or two, and so make sure to tune into that. But if you are new to the show, we have an episode releasing every Monday on uh, charismapodcastnetwork.com. You could also go to Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts pretty much anywhere that podcasts are listened to. And if you are listening to the show faithfully, thank you so much for being a part of the Awaken Podcast family. You guys know that we have incredible interviews, amazing people, pastors, prophets, teachers, evangelists, missionaries, you know, from around the world, worship leaders, you know, musicians from around the world come on this show to share their story, their testimony of the Lord, what he has done in their lives, the supernatural power of God that has touched them, that has set them free, that they've walked this thing out. They have a message for this time and this hour, people that are releasing um, teaching and traveling and ministering, and they have a message for this time and now. And this show is based on Ephesians 5.14, awake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. That is important. There is awakening taking place. The Holy Spirit wants to awaken our hearts that we would see the beauty of who Jesus is, all that he has done for us, who we are in him, the benefits that we have access to, how we could walk it out in our everyday life, how we could make a difference for the gospel and the kingdom of heaven. And so that is the heartbeat. That is the passion behind this show. And so today I want to dive into the scriptures because we love the word of God. Do you guys love the word of God, I do. It is the foundation of my life, of my life. Christ, the word, our foundation, our rock, our cornerstone. And so I'm going to get into the word today. And I want to talk to you about abiding in the spirit because this is something that the Lord has been highlighting to me afresh. And I feel like as believers, when we first get saved, we're, we're learning this. And and as time goes by in our life, we get a little off track and God gets us back on track. And and there's so many things that the Lord wants to do inside of us. And we grow in relationship. We grow in intimacy with God as we learn to abide and become dependent upon him. And there is uh, there's this this uh, independence that we have ever since the fall to want to do things on our own, to stand tall on our own two feet. Um, pride likes to rear its head. We feel like we don't need God every moment, every hour. When Jesus said in John 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. And he didn't mean that you can't tie your shoes without him. What he meant is you cannot produce eternal fruit without him. You cannot make a difference in the kingdom of heaven, destroy the works of the enemy unless we abide in him and live from him like he lived with his father. Jesus was a baby. And he, he, he came, you know, through Mary and, you know, it was God in human skin. He tabernacled among us. He put on human flesh and he subjected himself to the human experience. And he, uh, was a child that was dependent upon his mother and his father. And as he grew up, he grew as a normal individual, obviously him being fully God and fully man, there was that difference. But at the same time, you know, he had to walk it out like we do in terms of our growth, in terms of maturity, in terms of, you know, the Bible says that he grew in wisdom and he grew in stature in favor with God and man. And he subjected himself to his parents as we see in the scriptures. And so there is a dependency that he had in the natural, just based on having to be a child and grow. But then 
even in his older years, in his years of ministry, because we don't see much before 30 years old for Jesus in the scriptures. But what we do see is when he's launched out into public ministry, he is completely reliant upon the Father and the Holy Spirit. And we see him saying time and time again, over and over again, I do nothing of my own initiative. I only do what I see my Father doing. I only say what I hear my Father saying. And then he tells us that apart from him, we can do nothing. And so there is this dependency that needs to be developed. And as human beings, we tend to lean upon the arm of our flesh. We tend to do things in our own strengths, live out of our own talents that God has given us. And, you know, we might not say out of our mouth that we don't need God or I got this on my own. We might not want to voice that or we might not even realize we're doing it, but we often live life Um, independent and unaware of his presence and not living from that place of intimacy. And so that's why I want to get into abiding in the spirit. The Lord has been reminding me afresh and I've been falling in love with the Lord um, again, yet again, our life, man, just first love, going back to first love, being reawakened. And the Lord has been highlighting some scriptures to me. I'm going to start in Matthew chapter 11, verses 25 to 27. All right. This is Matthew verse 11, I mean, Matthew chapter 11, sorry, verses 25 to 27. And then Jesus said this, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent, and you have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for this way was pleasing in your sight. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son determines to reveal him. And the first couple verses here really stood out to me and spoke to my heart. Jesus is saying, Father, I praise you, Lord of heaven and earth. You have hidden these things. He just got done sharing several parables. And so he's saying these revelations, these mysteries that I'm sharing, these 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 uh, sort of cloaked you know, revelations within these stories or these parables, I've hidden them from the wise, the learned, the intellectual, and I have been pleased. The father has been pleased. It brings joy and delight and pleasure to our father to reveal them to babes or to infants. And he doesn't mean he's only giving revelation to babies and to children. That's not what he means, but he's comparing those who are wise and intelligent in their own being in their own mind, the logical, the ones that are always trying to figure things out, those who feel like they don't need God, they don't need understanding. Hey, they're okay. They're living their life on their own. They've built their own kingdom. They're all right. He's saying that I've chosen and I have, uh, the father has been pleased to hide revelation from individuals like that. And he is giving revelation to those who are like infants, to those who recognize their need. Those who recognize that they need him every hour, every moment, I need you. Going back to a hymn right there. But every hour, every moment, I need you. Those hearts who long for him, those who search for him, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. And so that's what he's saying here. He's saying, I love to reveal myself to those who come to the end of themselves, to those who realize they need me. I long to and I love to reveal myself to those ones. And I hide my kingdom and I hide my mysteries from those who feel like they have it all together and they don't need me and they're okay on their own. 
And of course, the Lord wants to take those individuals and bring them to a place of recognizing their need and their dependence on God. He wants to bring them to a place of recognition there, and they and he wants them to come to that place. But until then, he's just knocking on the door of their heart, trying to get them to see and understand that. And so I read Psalm 131. As the scripture popped out to me, I said, wow, I, I remembered Psalm 131, and I'm going to read it to you because it's a very short psalm. It's only three verses. All right, and there's something very special here because there's a correlation here between pride and humility, walking in humility, having a humble heart, and walking in pride and arrogance and having a hard heart, and how God um, walks with these kinds of individuals. Psalm 131 says this, Lord, my heart is not proud, nor my eyes arrogant, nor do I involve myself in great matters or in things too difficult for me. I have certainly soothed and quieted my soul like a lean, like a weaned child resting against his mother. My soul within me is like a weaned child. Israel, wait for the Lord from this time on and forever. And so he's saying, hey, listen, I'm not, I'm not proud. I'm not arrogant. I'm not, I'm not trying to involve myself in matters that are too great for me. I'm not telling people I'm the best and, and I know everything and I'm not trying to show myself off as an individual that has it all together and that knows everything. He's saying, no, I have had to quiet my soul and soothe my soul in the presence of God. I have leaned in like a child with, with its mother. I have, I've leaned in on the Lord like a child and its mother. And in Isaiah, the Lord tells us that Israel, you are like my children and I am like your mother and I am weaning you and I'm bringing you to myself like a mother would her child. And so there is symbolism here. There's correlation here. And he's saying that my soul within me is like a weaned child leaning upon the bosom of my father, getting my nutrients, getting my life. I need him. Without him, I am nothing. I can't do life. I would be destroyed. I would, I would, I would hurt myself. I would harm myself if it wasn't for you, my God. And so there's this correlation again, a baby, like a baby, having the humility and the dependence and the need of a child and then getting what we need from our God. And you see that in James 4.6. In James 4.6, he says, You give greater grace, God. God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Many of you may know that scripture. It's one of my favorites, actually, because, because God opens up the floodgates to the humble. When we approach him in humility and faith, and we recognize our need, the floodgates of understanding, revelation, wisdom, knowledge, his presence begin to overtake us. And we begin to live in that reality and live in that fullness. But when you're proud, you feel like God's opposing you. When you have that proudness, that haughtiness, you know, the, it says in the Old Testament, in the book of Proverbs, one thing God hates is a haughty spirit. Those who feel like they have it all together without him. Why? Because they forgot the rock from which they were hewn. They forgot where they came from. They are, they are here because of him. They are breathing because of him. We live, move, and have our being in him. That's not just Christians. That is everyone. The apostle Paul spoke that to those he was preaching to who were believers and unbelievers. He said, we live, move, and have our being in him. He holds the whole world together by the power of his word. If he withdrew his word, the world would be obliterated. We are an absolute dependence upon him. We are here because of him. So it's this independence, this haughtiness, this pride. They're all connected. 
leaning upon our own strength, leaning upon our own understanding, that is all connected with pride. And we don't live in the fullness of heaven. We do not live in a place of intimacy with God, hearing his words, being led of him. We do not experience the full abundant life that Jesus promised for us in the scriptures without becoming like a babe, without becoming like a child, that neediness, that dependence upon him. And first Peter two, two through three, and now I'm giving you a lot of words. So I'm just giving it to you. So, all right. First Peter two verses two and three, Peter said this, and like newborn babies long for the pure milk of the word so that by it, you may grow in respect to salvation. If you have tasted the kindness of the Lord, he's saying you've tasted the kindness of the Lord. And now like a child crave the presence of God, crave his love, crave the word, crave his nearness like a newborn baby does for milk crave that and you will be satisfied and you will experience more of his kindness. And how could we hunger for God without first tasting? How could we thirst for God without first tasting? When we taste and see that he is good, then we hunger more. The kingdom of heaven is totally opposite than the kingdom on earth. In in the natural realm, the more we eat the full, the more full we become. In the spiritual realm, the more we eat, the hungrier, the hungrier we become. And so there's something there. And so again, one more scripture, and then I'm going to also share with you a Psalm that I want you guys to read in your own personal time. But in 1 Corinthians 8, 1, it says that knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. Again, the more we lean upon intellect and knowledge, the more being puffed up means the more prideful we get. But when we lean in on the Lord's love and we focus on receiving love and giving love and walking in the love of God for God is love according to first John when we see that and when we embrace that when we pursue that then we will begin to walk and abide in the spirit of heaven and that is where life and life abundant is that is where it is that is how we taste and see that is how we walk in the power of the spirit that's how we you know, overcome our weaknesses because in our weaknesses, his strength is made perfect. We must acknowledge that we are weak to experience the strength of God. We must acknowledge our need to experience his power. So many people want miracles. They want to see miracles, but they don't want to be put in a position where they need one. So many people want to be healed, but they don't want to be broken. So many people want to walk in the fullness of God, but they don't want to take the, the method that the scriptures outline. They don't want to follow the example of Christ and get away with God, be filled up, rely upon him, be dependent upon him, grow in intimacy with God, walk these things out that we see exemplified in the life and the teachings of Jesus Christ and the teachings and the life of the apostles, the apostle Paul, Peter, John, that we see in the scriptures. In Psalm 42, if you have some time on your own, it's a long psalm but it talks about thirsting and hungering for God and being filled. And so if you have spare time, go into Psalm 42. But like I said a minute ago, when I was talking about um, how the kingdom of heaven is opposite to the natural and the kingdom of this earth, you know, something the Lord spoke to me a couple weeks ago is he was saying, you know, in the natural realm, we're, we're babies, right? And we grow up and we're utterly dependent on our mother and our father for protection, for food, for clothes, for um, a roof over our head. We are completely dependent on them for schooling and to learn and for, for manners and obedience and all the things we need in life growing up. You know, they, they take care of us for years and years and years. And we, as we grow up, 
we become less and less dependent upon them and more and more independent. And we all want to, you know, drive a car, get a permit and get a license and drive and then be, you know, out of the house and go to college. And so many people, this is what we long for, more independence, more independence. And in the natural realm, that is what we are going for as humans. We want to be independent. We want to be able to sustain ourselves, provide for our families, take care of ourselves, live life, go to school, make something of ourselves. And that's okay. But in the, in the spiritual realm, the more dependent we become on God, the more mature we are in the spirit. So we get saved and we are totally uh, uh, wired and, you know, we are, uh, what's the best terminology? Like we have been wired, we have been programmed to be independent, to do things in our own power and abilities. And we get born again. The, Jesus told Nicodemus that you need to be born of the flesh and the spirit, the water and the spirit. So the water, our mother's water breaks when she gives birth to us. We must be born in the flesh and also in the spirit. And when we're born in the spirit, when we are born again, we have to learn how to do life God's way. I remember when I got saved, I felt like a child. I felt like I needed to relearn how to do life and how to live life. And I absolutely did. I I needed to learn how to act differently, talk differently, see things differently, live life dependent upon God, following his direction, following his word. I remember like, yo, before I was saved, my, I would, I would use foul language and I would all this perverse talk and joking and, you know, intense sarcasm. And I'm not, you know, and so, but like, I remember thinking like, oh man, I'm like newly saved. My heart's tender towards the Lord. And I remember cussing and then feeling in my spirit, like, oh, that didn't feel good when I did that, or I didn't want to have that coarse dialogue and I didn't want to, you know, perverse jokes and speech and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to do that anymore because I'm a new creation. The old is gone. The new is come. I'm born again of a different order. And I, um, I, I'm learning from a new father, the father of heaven. I'm no longer under that darkness and the enemy is no longer the one that I submit to, the one that I walk with. I am walking with the Lord, like the Apostle John clearly says in First John, we're either children of Satan or children of God. And even Jesus says, you guys are just acting like your father. And when we're trapped in darkness, we are living in that realm where the enemy has dominion and we're living out of that darkness and we have trained ourselves to think a certain way, talk a certain way, live a certain way. And when we are born again, we must learn to be relying upon God and not relying upon ourselves. We must learn to cleave to him and to trust in him instead of trusting in ourselves and our own abilities and our own power. We must learn to talk differently, live differently, follow the teachings and the life of the Lord. And that comes in abiding in him and he will be our teacher, the anointing of the spirits in us. And we have a new teacher and we get to emulate our father, look to our father in heaven and emulate him and walk out his life. So in the natural realm, the more we become independent, the more mature we are, according to the eyes of the world. But in the spirit realm, the more dependent we become, the more spiritually mature we are. That is a sign of spiritual maturity. When somebody at the, just the name of Jesus begins to tear up because they are so in love with him. Someone who, man, they just can't wait to pray. Prayerlessness in our life is a sign of independence and pride. So when independence Man, if you if you find yourself not wanting to pray or not praying or reading the word, hey, that happens to every single believer, I think, at one point or another. That is a sign that pride 
and independence is creeping in and being able to take hold of us again. And we need to yield our hearts to him. We need to come to him and we need to say, God, break that independence. I yield myself to you. I want to abide in you. Do a work in me. I'm sorry, God, do a work in me. So I want to um, end this podcast with that. You know, some things that I've developed in my language. I did a, wow, in the beginning, I'm already on episode, you know, 170 something, I think 177, Um, you know, but. You know, in the beginning, I, I did a whole things on dependence confessions and faith confessions. I had a whole uh, show on that. And um, there's certain confessions that throughout the day, I just tell the Lord, I need you. Thank you. I love you. I have you. That's important too. <laughs> I have you. I need you and I have you because that's true. I love you. I thank you, Lord. These confessions keep me in tune with him, keep me focusing on him, keep me turning to him. It doesn't take long. It's just a simple confession. But the acknowledgement of my need, God, I need you. I need you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you that you're with me. Thank you that I have you. I love you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. These are simple confessions that we could do on a regular basis that just remind ourselves to be in tune, remind ourselves to, you know, we're acknowledging him regularly. He desires acknowledgement more than sacrifice. And so I want to end with prayer because I feel like, Several of you guys will be listening to this right now thinking, wow, I've, I've let the independent spirit, I've let pride slip in, and I've not been in that place of dependence and reliance upon God. And if that is the case, then, you know, the Lord, hey, you're not too far off. It happens to all of us. And so, Lord, I just thank you right now in the name of Jesus that you would just soften the heart of the listener, Lord, that their heart would turn to you in repentance, that they would look to you. And, and gaze upon you again and realize that you are greater than anything this world has to offer. You are greater than money. You are greater than success. You are greater than reputation. You are greater than people. You are greater than anything this world has to offer, God. And you are greater than us. At the end of the day, Lord, we could maybe accomplish something in our own power, but God, you could accomplish more in one second than we can in years and years of striving. And so, Lord, we just submit our heart and our will and our mind and our bodies to you as a holy sacrifice and reverence. And we thank you, Lord, for just encountering and impacting every single person listening to this right now and watching this right now. And we just say, God, we need you. Teach us to abide. Teach us to dwell with you. Teach us to be dependent upon you like a newborn child. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to Awaken Podcast. I'm actually going to be on my way to a conference called the Joy Conference in Wichita, Kansas at a beautiful church. Um, pastor Tim Fruits, he's the pastor. Um, and Brian Simmons, Dr. Brian Simmons, who I've had on the show before, is going to be there. Chris Valatin from Bethel Church is going to be there. And I'm going to be speaking at the conference and I am going to be you know, interviewing them on site. It's going to be a different format. I'm taking the podcast on the road a little bit this year, which is going to be really fun. I want to go to places where God's moving, go to places that the spirit of God is encountering people. And I want to get real life testimonies. I want to be there in the midst of it. I want to, you know, see what God's doing up close in person and talk to amazing people as I travel. And so I'm going to start doing that this year. And so look forward next week. You'll be seeing several videos actually in one week, instead of just one episode on Monday, you'll see a few episodes because I'll be releasing them all. And so bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you've been blessed by the content, the free content that's being released, it really helps get this out to more people so they can be blessed, challenged, inspired. 
awakened by the gospel of Jesus. So bless you guys. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org, lifepouredoutintl.org. TL.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so, bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you.